You're listening to The New Paris. I'm your host, Lindsay Tremuda. I can hardly believe it, but we are quickly approaching three years since The New Parisienne was released. 2020, as you might remember, was not really an ideal time to release art into the world. Later that year, we would see the best thing you could have offered people sheltering at home was food. And if not food, then cookbooks or home decor books or any kind of guide to DIYing your existence. A book about women, including women of color, should have resonated strongly, given its release in the middle of a period of racial reckoning that reverberated globally. But my book still had Paris in the title, and in the minds of many editors and thought leaders, it was associated with travel, which was more or less at a standstill. Still, the book has had a great life thus far, even despite its inauspicious start. And really, as time goes on, I receive more and more meaningful messages from readers about how one story or one anecdote really touched them and changed how they perceived both Paris and France and women in general. That tells me that there is, in fact, a long lifespan for this topic and this set of stories. And when I see how much the media keeps dipping back into tired tropes about Parisians, surely because it generates traffic, but then again it generates traffic because they keep producing it, I am reminded of how important it is to keep these stories going. That's also why I've continued this podcast. Sure, I've been interviewing men all along as well, but I want to feature voices that couldn't fit in the book or that I hadn't discovered at the time of writing it. That's why there have been intentionally a broader collection of stories featuring women. Somewhat recently, I was interviewed for a British Vogue story written by a young French journalist who lives in the UK. Her name's Iris Goldstein, who has also felt damaged by these tropes. There was a lot in our conversation that didn't make the final story, so I thought in honor of this book milestone anniversary, I'd give a little background on our conversation. Iris first asked me what my experience with the French girl archetype was before moving to France. I explained that I was perhaps in somewhat of a minority. The specific myths and stereotypes around women weren't really on my radar when I was young. I studied French literature and linguistics and was rarely consuming art, movies, or magazines from contemporary France. I suppose I could have picked up on some of the early depictions of Parisian women in the books I was reading as far back as Jean-Jacques Rousseau that formed the myth, but that wasn't the lens through which I was analyzing the texts. All of that shifted instantly when I spent my first seven weeks in Paris before I returned for good. I was barely 21, living in a big city for the first time. As you might know, I'm from Philadelphia, but lived outside of the city, and suddenly exposed to all sorts of imagery, advertisements in the metro and on street corners, in films and women's magazines, which I had really started to pick up for language practice. I'd scan the streets and see a variety of different faces and bodies, and yet the one that kept resurfacing, largely due to popular culture, was the thin, white, unbelievably put-together woman. I spent much of those early years trying to fit the mold, despite knowing, somewhere in my mind, that it was manufactured. I found it very difficult to become a woman here. Iris was also curious whether this reality came as a shock to me. Of course, I told her, there was a lot of cognitive dissonance for me. On the one hand, at very specific areas across Paris, and I want to emphasize Paris because that is in essence where the archetype is anchored. So, quote-unquote, French girl is used in lieu of Parisienne, which is the source of the myth in the first place. But I told her I could clearly see examples of the archetype, 
a certain type of woman from a certain socioeconomic background with a certain attitude and an outward interest in material and superficial things. But most of all, I noticed a multi-ethnic population that felt like a reality that pop culture and media were trying to keep secret. That's not the version of the story, so to speak, that was seen as valuable. And knowing this, I still fell for it. As I wrote in my book, for too many years, I genuinely believed that if I just followed the trends and bought that scarf and that bag and pushed myself hard enough at the gym, I'd blend into the mold and become the ultimate version of myself. It's hard to say what the bigger betrayal was, the lies I was told about the way Parisian women behaved and lived, or being hoodwinked by them for so long. Naturally, the question we came to was what should happen to the French girl? Iris asked me whether we scrap her completely or make her more inclusive. I thought that was a very interesting question to which I feel the only answer is to stop carelessly using those terms. Who are we talking about? A Parisian is not the same as someone from Marseille or from Brittany, so let's stop grouping them together. But more broadly, there needs to be consistent effort made by brands, film directors, artists, and anyone who may depict women from this culture to stay clear of stereotypes. The question should be, are we generalizing or flattening an entire population to a handful of characteristics? Who is needlessly left out from this story? Is this headline just for clicks or to feed an algorithm? And if so, who might it hurt? Even the publications that have incorporated more inclusive storytelling and imagery are still pushing the here's how to do your whatever like a French girl style of content. Scrapping the archetype means fully understanding and accepting that she was never representative enough of the broader population, and it means committing to doing better. All that to say, I'd love to keep the conversation about this topic going, and I thought that perhaps among you, there are listeners who have not yet read the book and would like to. So here's a little something. In honor of the third anniversary of the New Parisienne, I'd like to give away a signed copy to one listener, wherever you may be. All you have to do is leave a written review of this podcast on Apple or Spotify, and then fill out a quick form, you'll find the link to that in the show description, before July 7th, so that I know how to reach you when I select a winner. And if you're French and would like the copy in French, I can arrange that too. Thanks. As always, for supporting this show, my work, and the stories that really need to be told. Until next time, à bientôt.